like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I bring a guest back on that I had on in the past because I just couldn't get it enough and I needed some more combo with them. Um, so today's guest is Sturgis Carbon, who is CEO over at Manifest 7. Uh, Sturgis, welcome back to the show. Hey, Adam, good to be here. Always uh, feels like coming home. <laughs> oh man, you are coming home number one. Number two, I saw your uh, your proposed topic for today's show, Cannabis 2.0, and I'm like, oh, come on, sir, this is going to come with a fire, pun intended on this one. Um, so I'm excited <laughs> to get into it. But before we do, let's just, uh, let's give the, a lot of new listeners, podcast has grown tremendously over the last year, so let's give uh, some of the new listeners your, uh, the background. Tell us more about what you're doing over at Manifest 7. Sure. Manifest 7 is a California-focused distribution and retail company for the cannabis space. So we've been basically, for the last couple of years, well, we've been around in the space for almost six now, uh, which is like geological time in this industry. Um, really, what uh, the, probably the easiest way to describe it is like building the Amazon of the space. So if you think about the largest market in the world, which is where California is situated at the moment, um, we're building an infrastructure and a set of services that are fully integrated across the state that basically allow you to order and receive a product across every channel, whether you're a business or a consumer. So it is a fully on-demand, fully integrated, omni-channel strategy for distribution and retail in legal cannabis in California. Man, I love it. Um, let the, I think that's a great transition. Let's get into uh, Cannabis 2.0 mm. and what that means to you. Well, it's interesting because we, we can start with our model. Um, and if you look at uh, if you look at the landscape today, if you've been paying attention to this market for the last couple of years, there have been a lot of changes. And a lot of it looks pretty scary. Um, and there's a lot of kind of pain out there um, from a capital markets perspective in terms of where valuations have been. There's been a fairly sizable shakeout of the space. A number of our competitors, for example, have, have gone out of business. Um, and if you read the tea leaves of that, uh, you know, kind of at first blush, you might have a negative kind of viewpoint of it. Our worldview is actually very positive. And I think we touched on this in our last conversation. I look at the cannabis industry and its development cyclically, very similar to the tech market 20 years ago, with just about as much upside, but certainly in the way it's evolving, it's very similar. And I think what we've seen here over the last two to three years was kind of the nascent experiment in this industry you had a lot of companies that were going out public probably when they didn't really need to be doing that. Uh, a lot of undercapitalization, a lot of over leverage, mismanagement of cost structures, and all that has kind of culminated, you know, in a real kind of valuation revision of the space. What's interesting is if you look at this historically, and this is where the tech analogy, I think, makes perfect sense, in our view, this is actually a great development. Um, first of all, selfishly, as far as we're concerned as an operator, we play very well against this background. We're on a pathway to profitability in the next couple of months. We've ramped revenues. We're making acquisitions when other companies are kind of fire-selling assets. But at the end of the day, this is the inflection point into what, as you just said, I've turned cannabis 2.0. So this to me feels a lot like 1997, 98, 99 in the Internet kind of revolution where you're going to start to see truly the sustainable hockey stick 
kind of climb of this industry where the fundamentals and not the froth are supporting value. And we're positioned right in the middle of that with the way that we've been operating the business. To a large extent, we've been skating towards that puck over the course of the last year in anticipation of this happening. And now we look at this as a very healthy thing for the industry in terms of normalizing value, getting the right kind of institutional investors more involved because the valuations allow them to do that. And this is where we're going to really see, I think, the beginning of a sustainable industry. So Sturgis, I mean, I love the point that you make and when, when you talk about, you know, the frost is kind of like settling and it's not going to be there much longer and what this 2.0 looks like. So, and I think this, ha- I mean, this happens in many other industries. So we knew this would happen in cannabis, right? Everybody jumps on board. Everybody, you know, there's some hands in, let's just say there's some hands playing the game that maybe shouldn't have been possibly in the first place. And now what you're talking about in terms of for you acquisitions, right? For things that um, make sense and valuations getting better. So what do you think looks like or how does the, in your mind, the rest of 2020 play out for the industry overall, um, like timeline on these things? I, I think that the, the key takeaway of all of this is, if, for example, if you're an investor, is, mm-hmm. is to, to really keep your time horizon in mind here. There's still, I think, going to be some shakeout, you know, in terms of the number of companies that are public. It's harder for private companies right now to raise equity capital or to list. Um, so really, I think what we're going to see is almost in a Darwinian way, the strongest companies really rise to the surface, both the new private ones about to go public and some of the stronger ones that are already listed. And I think course of the year, we're going to work our way through that. It'll probably be a little up and down. And and at the end of the day, it really shouldn't matter because if you're investing in this space now, you should be investing in it for the next couple of years because that's where the real value curve is going to get realized. So it's, it's a little bit of patience um, strategically that is required here, but at the end of it, you know, is a sustainable, functional industry that has global scalability. Anything interesting you see in technology-wise, just in general? I mean, you just have a unique vantage point because obviously doing acquisitions, doing other things, you're, you're seeing it, you're evaluating a lot of different things. So anything interesting tech-wise that, that just interests you? Well, it's interesting. So most of our acquisitions that we have in the pipeline over the next year are really in terms of building out our deliver presence. We have about half a dozen markets right now, and the idea is – you know, kind of picture them like cell towers, right? The more coverage you have across the state, the better the response time and the service coverage. So that's really where our M&A strategy is geared for the next year is on the retail and the retail delivery side. In terms of the overall, um, uh, sorry, what was the second question? Oh, technology. And and that's, yeah, and actually we're making one or two strategic um, acquisitions in the technology space ourselves one on the testing side that we think is going to be very disruptive just in terms of the commercial implications, and then one on the retail side that's more like an app that will help us integrate all the different channels that we have under our umbrella and make you know the, the access much, much easier and more intuitive for the end user. But it's an interesting point about technology and going kind of to my original analogy with the Internet revolution, you know, that was an industry that really was not just funded but driven by Silicon Valley. And in this space, you have, because of the the federal restrictions, you know, really almost all of those financial players on the sidelines, they can't really invest in this space. And funnily enough, where you see that expressed is not just in the balance sheet of the industry, so to speak, but in the technological profile. You know, all of that innovation has kind of lagged in this space. Everyone's been very focused on the brick-and-mortar analog components of it and cracking that code. And I think because you don't have the likes of Kleiner Perkins or a Sequoia able to make, you know, long-term investments in this space, you know, the technology side of it has really been overlooked in a lot of ways. It's not as robust as you would find it in other industries. 
So it's an interesting kind of landscape from that perspective. And there's a huge amount of opportunity there for sure by virtue of that in the future. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking just from the standpoint of the big boys not being able to get in there and, and uh, do what they would normally do, um, that there, that some of those big, like, big um, investments in the space overall wouldn't necessarily happen quite as fast. Um, because it's just a niche still. Um, but as it matures, obviously, all that will change. It will catch up. I mean, it's all cycle. It'll, it'll all happen in time, but um, not there yet. Uh, so that being said, if somebody is listening to this and they want to learn more about uh, Manifest, Manifest 7, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Probably the best place to start is our website, which is Manifest, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T, 7, the Roman, or the numeral 7, uh, .com, Manifest7.com. Fantastic. Well, hey, Sergis, um, definitely been great having you back on the show. Um, thank you for the update on Cannabis 2.0. Um, I don't know if we'll be at 3.0 by 2021, but either way, I'm bringing you back, and you can call it 2.5, call it whatever you want, but I'm, I'm going to need my next update, too, going into the new year and then to catch up. Uh, we're going to go all the way all the way to 10 and beyond. Don't worry. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, hey, uh, and thank you again for coming on the show. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Money Matters Top Tips. Um, leave us some comments below. Let us know what you're thinking on, the, on that YouTube video and how Cannabis uh, 2.0 is playing out in your mind or your neck of the world. Um, and again, Sturgis, thank you again for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.